Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network for this Tuesday, May the 10th. Thank you for listening to AFR. And uh, joining me on the panel today is Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, Tim. Welcome back. We we made Ed behave yesterday. Really? The yeah. Italian? We, we kept the hockey conversation to a <laughs> to minimum. A minimum. <laughs> Chris Woodward. Good morning, Chris. Uh, they talked about horse racing there. <laughs> Gambling. Hey, I was at the uh, Memphis Zoo yesterday. Okay. Accompanying my grandson uh, and his sister <clears throat> on a school field trip. Oh. And so a couple things. One is, as we were about to leave, a gentleman was walking by uh, with his kids. Um, I did not know the guy. His T-shirt say, <laughs> said, it's, he's it, the T-shirt said, "I'm not shouting, I'm Italian," <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, it, or something. That, I'm not shouting; it's I'm an Italian. <laughs> so, I haven't even told Ed that yeah. yet. Oh, that would uh, be great. Yeah, I'm not shouting; I'm an Italian. That's what the T-shirt said. It was hilarious. Gonna, when's his birthday? We're gonna buy this for him. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Don't tell him, listeners. Uh, <laughs> oh me. Anyway, uh, a lot to talk about today. I did go in search of the panda bears yesterday. Really, I had not oh. seen a panda bear in forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, I'm, I'm going to put this on our Facebook page. I did not get written consent from the zoo or, <laughs> or, or the panda bear to uh, post this. <laughs> did you put it up there? So on our Today's Issues Facebook page, I posted the picture through the glass of the one of the panda bears that uh that <laughs> was that was he looks he, happy yeah he, <laughs> he, he 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 looks like um uh i'm a street drunk i'm sorry stoned <laughs> on bamboo a, a vagabond <laughs> huh i don't know that's how i look between thanksgiving and the start that's of the what Bowl. i said I, he was laying there you can see it on our today's issues facebook page the the panda bear there at the Memphis Zoo, but he got, he's laying flat out on his back. His arms are sprawled out. He, I mean, he looks like he's huh? having a good day. He's having a good day, and mm-hmm. uh, all right, and he's got bamboo all around him. And I, I text my friends here, and I said, "This is a this panda bear had one too many bamboo sticks." There you go. Huh? Now was he? It's hard to tell. Is he full size or is he? I think that's taller? a. I think that's a half. Half grown, half grown. Okay. I think because I saw another panda bear there, and they're they're big. They're big. Yeah, they're big. Um, I, that's the first time I'd been to any zoo in like thirty years or so. Mm-hmm. You been to a zoo? Well, like you, it's been a long while. Yeah. A long while. Yeah, mm-hmm. I went earlier this uh, this year. My kids had a field trip there but to the Memphis mm-hmm. Zoo. Mm-hmm. Pretty fabulous zoo. It is there. very nice. Uh, the, the St. Louis has a, and Cincinnati, they're mm-hmm. known for their zoos too. Mm-hmm. I don't know uh, those those two. I'm, I'm just trying to think of yeah. uh, the other places that are known for their zoos. Of course, Washington, D.C. is the best zoo, mm-hmm. uh, both uh, at the Capitol and the National Zoo. Yeah. yeah. They're fun yeah. to go to. to they get, really are. To, that 
joke just right, right over Fred's head. Didn't it? <laughs> I was trying to think. I was, it's been a while since I've been to DC. Okay. I was talking about the, I got it. I was I got talking it. about the zoo down on Capitol Hill. Fred. Oh yes. yeah, and, yes. and and the National Zoo because they they're uh, in Washington D.C. That is a fantastic zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, lot to talk about today. Yes, and I want to uh, tell folks they can join us on Facebook or YouTube. We live video stream the show. Facebook or YouTube, just type in Today's Issues, and you can check us out there. Uh, Dr. Frank Turek will be with us in a few moments, uh, bottom of the hour, in fact, host of Cross-Examined, so we look forward to talking to him. He's got a new book book out called Hollywood Heroes, How Your Favorite Movies Reveal God. So it's an interesting topic. We'll talk to uh, our brother, Dr. Frank Turek, at the bottom of the hour. All right, Chris, what's happening? Well, uh, if you've not bought some gas today, prepare for sticker shock. We set a record yesterday for the highest national average gas price, uh, and today it's even higher than it was yesterday. Um, it's $4.37 a gallon. That's the national average for a gallon of regular, $4.37. That's up $0.17 cents from this time last week. Uh, it's up about $0.25 cents from this time last month. And do you even want to know what we were paying this time last year? It's about a dollar forty less. Yeah, it was two ninety six a gallon on average last year. Yeah, and it's four bucks now. Mm-hmm. Four dollars right. thirty seven cents. Diesel, Lord help you, uh, five fifty five. Wow, oh, this is uh, when is it going to stop? That's a very good question. Twenty twenty four. Yeah, and even then, it would be a few weeks or months before. Now you I thought I thought up. President Biden was going to release the. Uh, Fuel uh, from the federal, from the uh, National Reserve. Yes, and that's still that's still occurring. He said a few weeks ago we were going to do basically a million barrels a day for the next 180 days. Is that what so, they're doing? Yes. So, in other words, uh, if you believe his, uh, believe what he said about that would bring bring prices down. Uh, it hasn't. Yeah, it, it has. hasn't. And in fact, uh, it, maybe if that wasn't in existence, it'd be 450. I don't know what that what that, I don't. And the thing is, guys, he's going to come up with a he's he's going to hold a news conference somewhere along the way today. President Biden. Oh yeah. And this is his plan. I know what you're going to say before you say it. Probably to Go help ahead. the American people. It has nothing to do with bringing down the price of gas. He is going to call for Congress to give the okay to big give bigger subsidies for daycare. That's why says, this will help the American. Oh, okay. Freebies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yeah. freebies. Freebies. I, I'm going to hand out president freebies is going to hand out stuff. Okay. We, we did free internet yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Everything's free, right? Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm surprised he's not blaming the oil companies. That's where I was going. And he and a number of Democrats are back on the, this is all big oil's fault. They're price gouging you. Big oil wagon. and, and uh, Vladimir Putin. That Jen Psaki again yesterday blame it's it's Putin price increases. And and I'm sorry, Putin wasn't That's, at war with Ukraine when the prices started to yeah, the, go up. Right. The prices on everything, inflation was already starting to go up prior to Vladimir Putin invading yes. Ukraine. You're right. And yeah. so but it was convenient for them to try to blame mm-hmm. their uh, economic woes, that yeah. is the Biden administration's own on Russia. Yeah, I do have some audio here of uh, people on the gas price issue. Let's begin with this one. It's Stuart Varney today on Fox and Friends talking about the record high prices of gas and inflation 
and saying it's going to come back to buy President Biden. Clip three. 437 on average now for regular and diesel 555. It's never been higher than that. And everyone can see it every time they fill up or a trucker fills up. You see it, you feel it. And President Biden's plan will do nothing to bring those prices down. It will simply add to spending, which I think adds to inflationary pressure. So inflation actually is about to get worse, which is very bad news for the president, who's got an election six months from now. Now, I talked about inflation a couple of months ago, if it's been that long, with uh, Stephen Moore. He uh, used to work for the Heritage Foundation. He was an advisor to Trump. Uh, and he told me that part of the reason why inflation was as bad as it is uh, was obviously the government spending, but also energy prices. As energy goes up, that makes the cost for things go up. And that, in addition to Biden spending willy-nilly, is just kind of the perfect storm that no one would want during a midterm election year. And there's one more factor that probably a lot of people will not hear about today, uh, but we will try to keep track of this. There is a, a case before a federal appeals court in New Orleans today this goes to a Joe Biden executive order when he first came into office. And he basically, he cut back on the land that companies can lease to dig for oil, federal lands. All right. Now, the case before the court is being brought by several states saying he had no constitutional right to do that, that Congress has to give its approval. Furthermore, buried in this Associated Press story is the fact that you may have heard Jen Psaki in the last couple of months saying, ah, but, you know, we're allowing leases on federal land. No, but here's what the Biden White House also did. They cut back on the amount of land that they're putting out there for leasing. Plus, they put a 50% increase on the royalties that they charge the oil companies to dig for wells. Is it any wonder why the oil companies, because of the Biden policies, are saying, wait a minute, it's not worth it for us to even try this. Mm -hmm. So this is the kind of thing that's going on in the background. So instead of trying to help the oil industry, Joe Biden's war on fossil fuels is getting worse. And he's going to try to band-aid it over by telling yeah. the American people, I'm going to subsidize your daycare. You know, uh, of course, we know the first thing President Biden did when he was... Uh, sat at the White House executive office desk. First day. Is he stopped the Keystone uh, pipeline. Mm -hmm. yes. Is that oil and gas? Oh, it oh, is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, or was that oil or gas? Do you remember? It was oil. It's oil. It? Yeah, to oil. a refinery. Yeah, from Canada mm -hmm. to the U.S. to be refined. Anyway, the uh, that's the first thing he did and killed thousands of jobs. And it is a it's the Democrat Party's war. On fossil fuels. It is. Well, if you're going to take that approach, then you're going to have to deal with the consequences. Mm -hmm. The consequences of being at war with uh, fossil fuel, which becomes gasoline at the pump, is that it becomes more expensive to produce. Yes. Obviously, I'm, I'm telling people things that they, they already know. And, and thus, uh, when, when things become such as this, a product becomes more expensive to produce, it becomes more expensive at the pump. Mm -hmm. So this is not unexpected. That is a, a, a rise in, uh, you, you factor, that's probably not all of it. There is probably some inflationary um, issues mm -hmm. 
having to do with the world markets that factor into this, but still this is, you can lay, you can lay the price of gasoline. <laughs> You've seen these, these little stickers yes. at the ga- at some of the gas pumps mm-hmm. and it's got Biden's picture and he, yeah. it's got, it says, I did this. Yeah. Yeah. That is raising the price of mm-hmm. gasoline. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I'm surprised uh, that the Democrats aren't celebrating the rise in the price of gasoline because they want to use that to uh, push people more towards electric cars and mm. uh, windmills and uh, not windmills. What am I thinking about? Solar wind, panels. Wind turbines, right? Uh, <laughs> windmills. Where'd I get that from? Anyway, that's from holland right yeah. <laughs> a wind turbine is a bigger version that's what i meant uh, i didn't mean windmills i meant wind uh, wind turbine so i mean uh which uh the, isn't it their goal to go totally green they but, do but most democrats are not voicing that tim other than you know the squad aoc and a few others bernie sanders who's not a democrat he's an independent but sits with the democrats they're out there saying yeah we need to do more but the other Democrats who want to get reelected this fall, right? The last thing they're going to go out door, going door to door, campaigning and say, "Yeah, we really want higher gas yeah. prices." Yeah, I was sort of tongue in cheek with that, but the, <laughs> but the the old expression, "You want your cake and eat it too." Mm-hmm. The Democrats want to go to war with people who produce uh, companies who produce gasoline, mm-hmm. and yet they want to say they want to keep the gasoline prices down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It makes it, it, that doesn't add up as it's, as they say, what got me too was it wasn't it a, uh, what, a year ago or so that Biden went to, it became public that he had gone hat in hand to OPEC. Yeah. Yeah. Asking them to please produce more oil mm-hmm. so that, uh, gas prices in America can come down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me get this straight. He wants to stop oil production. Uh, and gasoline production in the U.S. Mm-hmm, in the right. name of saving the planet, yes, right, right. From, from burning up. Mm-hmm. All the while, he wants to uh, ask, but, but he wants to give uh, tell OPEC, Saudi Arabia and others, uh, we, we'll pay you more or, or you need to produce more oil so that our gas prices here, we can import it to the U.S. Yeah. Um, so that OPEC is responsible for burning <laughs> Yeah. for burning the planet up. Well, I mean, that, that it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And on, on top of OPEC, Biden also sent a delegation down to Venezuela. That's right, Venezuela. I can forgot you, about can that. Can you please give us some more oil? Oh, well, the Democrats are suffering the consequences of this irrational behavior. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going to, if, if all trends hold true in November, it's going to be a bloodbath for the Democrat Party. Yeah. Uh, We've seen this. I mean, this this narrative hasn't changed now for three or four months with the polling that's being done. Now, we always say, you know, things could change between now and November. Something could. something could happen. Uh, but it appears the narrative has been set, mm-hmm. and the Democrats are just preparing. Uh, although they may put a smiley face on it uh, <laughs> with some of their comments, they're preparing for. A bad, mm-hmm. a bad night, uh, November the whatever it is. I saw one poll this morning, uh, I think of the independents, 81% say their major concern is the economy. <clears throat> the independents decide who's going to win. Yeah, the Democrats, they're counting on this uh, Roe versus Wade mm-hmm. uh, 
being overturned. That's what was being reported out mm-hmm. of the Supreme Court. We all know in the last 10 days or so that's been the big story in the news. So Biden and the Democrats are hoping that Americans, enough Americans are uh, enraged or scared of Roe versus Wade being overturned, and they're going to blame Republicans for that, and that's going to cause a uh, backlash at the polls against the Republicans in uh, November. That's that's their hope. Yeah. That's what they're trying to project, the Democrats I'm talking about. I don't think that's going to hold true. Uh, people have short memories, number one. Number two is uh, why they keep acting like the majority of women in America are, are, are people in general are, are, are pro-abortion. Right. Yeah. There, there's as many people uh, who are pro-life as there are pro-abortion. Right. I've seen a thing on Facebook that's been uh, getting a lot of shares, and it says men shouldn't make laws about women's bodies. And it's obviously saying, you know, men are deciding what women can and can't do with their, their bodies. But the thing is, it fails to take into account a couple of things. Female legislators also support these bills that restrict abortion somehow, some way. Some of those laws have been defended in courts by female attorneys general. And in a few cases, some of those bills have been signed into law by female governors. So it's not men making laws about women's bodies. Yeah. It's politicians, legislators. Yeah. When they talk, the, the, the left, you know, when they talk, they talk about women this and women that, as if women are a monolithic uh, voting block and they're all pro-abortion. Uh, or pro whatever they want to uh, project onto them. Uh, that's just not true at all. No, and uh, no surveys support that. Nope. So uh, I, I just I think that issue for them that is scaring people with the uh, overturning of Roe versus Wade, uh, likely to be announced. Well, it will be announced in in June. Will uh, be a wash at best, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think the economy with the vast majority of people will be what they vote on in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, as we've said many times before, uh, should the Supreme Court's announcement in June overturn Roe versus Wade, all that does is return abortion law to the states. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've been just a little mystified by <clears throat> these demonstrations in California and New York against the uh, the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. because the laws in California and New York are not going to change. They're going to be pro-abortion. They'll probably be so, even more pro-abortion. Yeah, so what do they care? What are these people marching in uh, New York and, uh, and uh, California and maybe some other places? I don't understand why they care what laws we make in Mississippi or Oklahoma or Kansas or Florida or North Carolina or anywhere else having to do with abortion. They're not... You know, if you don't want to, you don't like it, don't come mm-hmm. here or don't move here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I just, the only thing I can figure out from that <clears throat> is that these people are so pro-death that they want it to, to be available everywhere. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. they want it to be available everywhere. And uh, so it's it's sad, mm-hmm. really, to, to hear them uh, talking mm-hmm. this way and see these demonstrations. Sad, in, in, other, in other words, I could use... You're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. I want to ask you, Fred, why do you think they? Because they they think, and it goes to your point about projecting that this is a threat against all American women. Right. If Roe v. Wade That's what the Democrats keep saying. That's w- women's the, health 
Yes. Rights across America are at risk. My body, my choice. Right. All those signs that are out there. So that that is it. They know they can't win on the economy. So they have to. I have got you. They're des- they're desperate for something. They've got to have something. Right. And and they know what's coming too, Tim. Gas prices are going to continue to increase. Uh, also, in inflation, grocery prices. I saw one survey this morning, uh, like 25, 30% grocery prices are up across the country. I was, there was a restaurant menu that came out I got the other day for a, a, a steak meal at a restaurant here in the, our home city of Tupelo. $48. $48. Mm. For a steak meal. Yeah, well, I, I was mm-hmm. in, uh, speaking of something much less. I was uh, getting a sausage and biscuit yesterday, and uh, the lady at the window said we've had to go up on our prices, mm-hmm. and uh, she was apologizing. We had to go up on our prices. The, the other thing is, I was thinking about this: these uh, eating establishments, which have their prices painted. On, yeah, <laughs> on, on the menu, mm-hmm. are, are are printed on the menu. The prices of, I, I I told Allison the other day. I said I don't know how they're going to have to start just printing them out day by day. Yeah, yes. on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You can't because you, you know how you walk in a restaurant and you look up on the board and you go, well, I want I'm, I'll have this or I'll have that, and then out beside it it has the price on yeah. it. Yeah, uh-huh. you can't. The, 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 they can't stick with that any longer. Nope. I took my wife somewhere on Sunday, or we went, you know, together, uh, all of us as a family, uh, to a place um, that is uh, known for certain kinds of food items. And uh, we get in there. It's the first well, time we've been in well, there. Well, that's descriptive. Yeah. Chris, <laughs> well, you've, you've narrowed it down for us now. Uh, and uh, <laughs> we, we get in there. First time we've been in there, uh, it, it just opened. Uh, my wife has been wanting to go there. And I was, uh, I was you know, disappointed for her because, like, half the menu was just, like, slashed out. We don't have this. And it's a supply oh, chain they, price uh, issue. Uh, supply chain, yeah. 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 Well, get ready to grow gardens, people. I, <laughs> let me tell you, I've got one. And uh, I, I started one this year with the help of my father-in-law. Praise God. And uh, I'm praying for that garden daily. Yeah, grow gardens and <laughs> hope 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 somebody in your family can hunt. <laughs> yeah, really, that's right. We're eating squirrels and bunnies. Yeah. That's some good eating if you've never had it. No, I'm sure. not going to eat squirrels and bunnies. <laughs> I'll just uh, I'll probably become a vegetarian at that point. Uh, I'll eat. Uh, I, I, now I have. Let's see. Have I tried? <laughs> I can't eat, eat. I can't eat a rabbit. If you well, call I will it, say this. If you call it a bunny, I can't eat it. If, I'm sorry. If if it resorts to that level of yeah. dietary needs, do your coworkers a favor and don't use the office microwave. <laughs> Why, you've done it. that before? No, but it probably uh, doesn't reheat well. Yeah. You ever eaten a rabbit uh, or oh, squirrel? Yeah. Frick- not, not squirrel. Okay. Rabbit. Frickseed rabbit is tastes pretty good, actually. You probably got to kill about 20 squirrels to get a meal, you I do. would think. Huh? I've never, yeah. they can't, it's not even meat on those little animals. I've never understood that, and uh, I'm not going to get in trouble. Hunt. Dove hunting? Dove? Yeah. I, I'm sure it tastes good, but when you shoot oh, a yeah. dove, which There's is that, that big, <laughs> is, is there really much yeah. left? Well, I know. I, I'm not a hunter. My, my, my sons are avid. I know they are. Uh, They're good at I've it. I've seen Walker avid hunters, so they keep our they keep us stocked <laughs> on wild game. <clears throat> I tell them, ask me if I want to go hunting. <laughs> and I just, 
I tell him, yeah, I'm going to go hunting for birdies. <laughs> you go, you go, you go out in the woods and yep. I'll go get in the golf cart. How get about up that? in that stand up there and freeze. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot something for us. Yeah. Shoot something for the family. <laughs> go hunt bunnies. <laughs> Chris, I just can't. All right. All right we'll, uh, Bad image. <laughs> Hippity hoppity. <laughs> Easter's on its way. All right, we shall return momentarily with Frank Turek coming up after the break. A battle is raging in America for the plight of the unborn. Now is the time to pray and to get involved. Do not miss the new award-winning movie, The Matter of Life. The Matter of Life has been hailed as the best film ever produced concerning the unborn and can be seen for two nights only in a theater near you. Visit FathomEvents.com now to reserve your tickets for May 16th or May 17th. That's FathomEvents.com, F-A-T-H-O-M, Events.com. It's a matter of life. And my father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too. Was she on a ship? Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war. And they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were heroes, too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association. Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? (laughs) Let's get some cookies and I'll tell you all about it. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. In Oklahoma, you can be born male or female, and that's it. That's the law of the land after Governor Kevin Stitt signed a bill banning non-binary birth certificates. State Representative Sheila Dill sponsored the bill. She says people are free to believe whatever they want about their identity, but science has determined people are either biologically male or female at birth. Last year, the Oklahoma Department of Health stopped issuing or changing birth certificates with non-binary as a gender option. Meanwhile, the Biden administration is allowing people to choose X as a third gender on their passports. It's a sex and gender free-for-all. Now, I know there are people on the right who are celebrating Oklahoma's new law, but I'm not in a celebratory mood. The idea we have to codify something as simple as the sex of a baby should terrify all of us. It's a slippery slope to the Roman Empire, America. I'm Todd Starnes. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. Colossians 1, verse 13. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. 
Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. If you want to send us an email, go to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. If you want to join us on the Internet, live video streaming the show, go to Facebook or YouTube and type in today's issues, today's issues. And I'm Tim with Fred and Chris, and we thank you for listening. Well, Dr. Frank Turek joins us now, as he does most Tuesdays. Frank is host of Cross-Examined. Heard each weekend here on American Family Radio live at 9 a.m. Central Time on Saturdays and 4 p.m. Well, the 4 p.m. Sunday afternoon uh, airing is a replay of the live broadcast on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Frank, good morning to you. How are you, gentlemen? What's going on? We are doing great, man. We are sitting here not burning gas at four dollars a gallon, <laughs> huh? Well, so what? What if I if I if I go outside Frank's house and drive down to the uh, gas station in the Charlotte area? What's the what's the price there? Oh, it's like four oh nine maybe. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, for the for the unleaded. Yeah, the uh, the the lowest test. Yeah, you can go up to like probably five bucks if you really want to put some some pizzazz in your tank. Yeah, the the, the diesel people. I yep. mean, they're, huh? mm. they're they're uh, they're like gonna have to form some kind of support group or something. <laughs> I've already them. used change uh. in my car and and a Walmart gift card uh, one time to buy. My it name is gas. Tim, and I use diesel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife says I'm the I'm the 29th largest source of natural gas in the world, just behind Burma. So, <laughs> you know. All right, you got a brand new book out, uh, Frank, I with, do. with your son. The book yep. is called Hollywood Heroes, How Your Favorite Movies Reveal God. Uh, how did you have this idea? And uh, then tell us where to get the book, and I want to ask you some questions about yeah, it. Yeah, because my son's a movie buff. He's also a graduate of our seminary, Southern Evangelical Seminary. And we said there are so many correlations between some of these superhero movies and the Christian worldview that we said it would be fun to point these out so moms and dads in particular can find an easy way to make biblical life lessons fun by watching movies. And so that's what we decided to do. Okay, and it's called Hollywood Heroes, How Your Favorite Movies Reveal God. Well, who's your favorite Hollywood hero? Well, we go through the superhero genre. So we're talking about Captain America, Iron Man, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Wonder Woman, Batman, franchises like even Superman, franchises like that. And it's amazing, Tim, that even non-Christian movie writers, some of them are anti-Christian, they can't help but putting things in their films that point out that salvation comes through sacrifice. Mm. They can't help it because it's, it's part of what everybody really wants deep down uh, in our deepest desires. We want to be taken from this world to a world where there isn't pain and suffering, and we realize we can't get there ourselves. Somebody has to come save us, and that's really the Christian worldview. Now, some of these movies, like Lord of the Rings, are made with Christianity in mind, but others are not, yet they still put these Christian messages in there, even unknowingly. Now, go ahead, Fred. No, it, it is kind of interesting, you know, going back to the old Westerns, and and now you mention, you know, Captain America, 
the theme is the same. By standing up for uh, those who are oppressed, standing up for True. what is right. That's right. That That is the person that you automatically go to and like in that movie, not the guy with the dark hat. That's right. From and the old westerns. All, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and all of these movies point, all these heroes in these movies, Fred, point to the ultimate hero, Jesus of Nazareth. That's our last chapter in the book, Hollywood Heroes. So mm. if, if people go to HollywoodHeroesBook.com, HollywoodHeroesBook.com, they can see more about it. There's even a little movie trailer there, a book trailer there. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to go to the uh, drugstore after school routinely. Mm -hmm. It was about a five-minute bike ride from our mm -hmm. parsonage. You know what a parsonage is, Fred? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's in a pear tree. <laughs> but, well, no, it's it's when you uh, when you don't own your home. Yes, uh, you're a pastor, mm -hmm. and you uh, the, your whole church owns your house. Uh, yes, it's kind of degrading, quite honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say it, huh? Uh, I don't mean to offend people who are still in parsonages, but uh, my dad got out of those as soon as he could and bought yeah. our own house. Right, he he was a revolutionary. In the seventies, he said, I know offense, but I'm not going to live. I want to own my own house so that when I get to be yeah. 70, I'm not living in a nursing home. But, uh, anyway, I'm not, what I wanted to say was I, I digress, which is rare for me. <laughs> uh, I went from, uh, I would drive to the, uh, store, drug store, about a five minute bike ride. This before kids got abducted. <laughs> Mm. Okay, everywhere, and that's not funny. But I mean, mm. I'm serious. This I know is, what you're saying. We're talking about early, early '70s, uh, where you could buy ride your bike safely in a little town. And I would go in there and buy uh, Sprite, usually Butterfinger, and then I would buy my uh, I would buy Spider Man, mm -hmm. and I would sit outside the drugstore uh -huh. on the sidewalk, <clears throat> and for half an hour I'd read the Spider Man book. I just loved it. You know, there that you was go. what I looked forward to because mm. I was a big Spider Man fan. And uh, so kids in particular have a uh, superhero, you know, we, we love watching uh, Superman or whatever the case may be. So there's a lot of, you're, you're right, uh, Frank, we, we always wanted, uh, we always knew that uh, the superhero is going to stand for the right thing, right? That's mm -hmm. right. You never have to worry about Captain America, as Fred said. Is he going to do the right thing? No, he's always going to do the right thing, just like yes. Jesus, right? Now, you look at a character like, like Tony Stark and Iron Man, he's got a lot of moral development to go through. <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's interesting. One of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite points that we, we show in the book Hollywood heroes is that Iron Man gets to a point where he has to have a device installed into his chest to guard his heart from encroaching shrapnel. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful picture of what I think is the second most important verse in the Bible for this generation right now. The most important verse, of course, is the gospel. The second most important is Proverbs 4.23, which says, above all else, guard your heart because everything you do flows from it. Wow. Notice the culture says, mm. the culture says, follow your heart. Well, Tony Stark has been doing that his entire life, and he's miserable. You know, he's got all the money. He's got all the power. He's got a great girlfriend, but he's still miserable. Why? Because he has everything to live with and nothing to live for. In fact, Robert Downey Jr., the guy that played Iron Man, said Tony Stark is spiritually dead. What makes him ultimately a hero is he begins to guard his heart and focus on what's most important. Then at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, at the end of, of Endgame, <laughs> He sacrifices himself to save the world. So he's no longer following his heart. He's guarding his heart to do what's right. And here's the interesting thing. 
Imagine if at the end of this movie Endgame, Tony Stark said to his Avenger buddies when they're trying to take out the villain Thanos, Tony Stark turns to him and says, hey, guys, you know, I I don't feel like taking on Thanos. I got to get back to following my heart and taking care of just me. I'm out. Now, who would have said, wow, what a great movie. How inspiring (laughs) is that, right? (laughs) Nobody would have done that. But when we see him sacrificing himself to save the world, we go, that's beautiful. Well, that's the Christian story. Yeah, That's the Christian story right there. Well done. Uh, Someone sacrifices himself to save us. Mm -hmm. I tell you what I am getting tired of, though. Mm -hmm. I'm getting tired of these. uh, I think I saw Superman three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. One of the Superman movies. How many they got in like twenty now or something oh, like yeah, that? Oh yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. And, and so Superman is fighting the villain, right? And they fight for like fifteen minutes. They're throwing buildings at each other. Okay? <laughs> that was Man of Steel. Um, yeah. And none, none of them, none of them are ever fatally injured. Okay. <laughs> so they, I guess they got to have a fifteen minute fighting scene. And I, after it's over, I'm going like, why, why didn't y'all just say, look, <laughs> look, you know I can't kill you, and you know you can't kill me. Right? right. So why are we going to go through, uh, you know, tossing bridges around uh, at each other? Let's just call it a truce and go our separate ways, something like that. I don't know. But it just seemed like they can never die in these movies. All right. You're listening to today's issues. Frank, what's the name of the movie? Or what's the name of that website people can go and read about this? It's called HollywoodHeroesBook.com. HollywoodHeroesBook.com. And nobody would go see a movie where they said, let's just have a truce, Tim. Come on. <laughs> that wouldn't be fun. I know. I know. But it's, but I mean, I'm like going, I'm talking to my Alice and my wife. I said, listen, we went through 15 minutes and, and nobody's dead here. And, and, and this, is, uh, this is not satisfying. What just, kind of movie is this? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, all right. Uh, all right, Frank, take care, my friend. Talk to you next time. Hey, great being with you guys. Okay. God bless. All right. Thanks bye-bye. 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 You're listening to today's issues on AFR, Fred, Chris, and uh, and Tim. I got a confession to make, Fred. Okay. I don't know if this is a confession. I don't know if this is a sign of weakness or not. <laughs> I don't think it is. But I enjoyed Spider-Man comic books. That was my favorite. Sure. That's not the weakness potentially. Okay. But then I would also turn the uh, comic book. Uh, what do you call it? Carousel. Mm-hmm. Around, you know yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, you used to come on a rack. Yeah, and pull it. and pull me out uh, a Richie Rich, too. Uh, that was pretty cool. Is a little, you don't remember what I'm talking about? You know no. what I'm talking about? No. You know what I'm talking about? I did. Yeah, I used to go to a drugstore uh, where I'm from, not far from here, uh, in downtown. But, yeah, and had the little R- Richie Rich. Though mm-hmm. you know, you, you, he was a, it was this it was this little uh, kid. Uh-huh. The, the theme was it was this little kid who was like. The richest kid in right. the world, or something like that, and his adventures. Oh, <clears throat> so that's they what made it. a movie of that back in the mid '90s with Macaulay Culkin playing him, and uh, this is back, uh, I guess, around '94, '95. But uh, in the in the film, uh, Richie Rich has his own McDonald's in his house. Yeah, and he brings well, kids over, and they're like, "Well, you have your own McDonald's." <laughs> well, by, by by the time you read uh, Superman and our uh, Spider Man, you were exhausted, right? So oh, yeah. you had to have something just. Uh, uh, Light know, fair, non dramatic. Yeah. So you mm. just picked up a Richie. Rich I read Archie. There. I read some Archie. I never did get that. I never did get that. Jughead and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. You're listening to today's issues. Chris, next story. Well, uh, 
Let's be sure to get this in because it will undoubtedly continue today and probably continue to be a topic, uh, unfortunately, for the coming days on this program. A lot of people continue to uh, show up at Supreme Court justices' homes to uh, rant and rave about uh, what appears to be an impending decision about— They're continuing to do this? It's against the law. Yes, and I'm going to get to that. Um, a lot of people showed up last night outside the home of Justice Sam Alito. Last night. Yeah, last night, uh, shouting— uh, yelling things. They had signs and whatnot. Uh, some of the signs, unfortunately, say things like, I wish my mom would have aborted me. I mean, that's just to kind of get these you into people, the mindset. These people of, are deranged. Right. Uh, Senator Josh Hawley, along with his wife, Erin, who is an attorney, both of them uh, actually clerked for the Supreme Court years ago, but they were on Fox and Friends today discussing the protests outside justices' homes, and this comes about a year after people showed up outside their home to protest things. Clip one. We won't know what it's like. Aaron was home alone with our baby girl when uh, a bunch of thugs showed up at our house and screamed and yelled at her when she asked them to leave. They didn't. They came up to the house, pounded on the doors, and ultimately were charged with trespass. But here's the deal. You cannot give in to these people. You cannot give an inch. When they come at you, you got to stand your ground, and I hope that's what the justices will do. Your home is supposed to be a place of security and safety, a place where you can raise your children away from the dangers and travails of the world. Um, and what these protesters are doing are, is they are assaulting that concept. They are coming uh, to people's homes at night uh, with bullhorns. Uh, they came up on our porch um, and screamed, come out, come out. Um, and that, frankly, is terrifying. To have yeah. young children in the home at the time would have been awful. So I'm uh, thankful uh, that our uh, young boys uh, were not home at the time, uh, but, but Abigail and I were. Um, and it's just really an assault uh, on the American family and on the institution mm. of the Supreme Court. You know, it, here's what's really interesting, folks. The Department of Justice, Joe Biden's Department of Justice, the Attorney General of the United States, has said nothing about what these protesters are doing, going to uh, Supreme Court justices' houses. I want to read from you from the Federal U.S. Code 1507. Now listen to this. This is a quote. States that any individual who pickets or parades with the intent of interfering with obstructing or impeding the administration of justice or with the intent of influencing any judge, juror, witness, or court officer near a U.S. court or near a building or residence occupied or used by such judge, juror, witness, or court order will be fined or imprisoned not more than one year or both. That is the federal statute. They are breaking the law by going to these justices' houses, trying to pressure them to make a change in their decision if indeed they have decided to yeah. overturn Roe v. Wade. You know, the law, the law notwithstanding, or should it be withstanding, um, I don't agree with going to people's homes regardless of what whatever you're protesting uh which is an american right to peacefully assemble to peacefully, yes, peacefully protest mm -hmm. that's uh whatever your cause may be and whichever side of the uh aisle as they say you are on but you talk about going to people's homes um and i'm talking about again i don't think that's appropriate at all mm -hmm. under any circumstances or think if you want to protest, you go to the place of the business, right? Or the play, in this case, the place of the Supreme Court. Um, there's plenty of places to protest there. When you want to go to people's houses, 
You're trying to physically intimidate them yes. and scare them. Yes. That's the purpose of doing that. And mm-hmm. these uh, lefties who imagine, dear, imagine, let's flip this around the Obergefell Ober, Ob, mm-hmm. decision, yeah. mm-hmm. which uh, <clears throat> made uh, homosexual, quote, marriage uh, lawful in the U.S., which had been about seven, eight years ago now. It was during the Obama administration. What if uh, conservatives who were opposed to uh, homosexual marriage went to the homes of the justices mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. who uh, made that decision? Yeah. All right. Think of how the left would have freaked out, and they'd have been screaming. They'd have been saying, uh, these are terrorists mm-hmm. who are going to Supreme Court justices' homes. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> now they're silent. Yep. Uh, well, not all together, but, uh, I mean, uh, I was, now they are, uh, they, but they, I mean, some of these Democrats are realizing the danger of the precedent, uh, of not criticizing this. And by the way, I didn't realize this was unlawful. This is federal statute. Yes. You can't go to a federal judge's home. That's right. Uh, including Supreme court justices and protests. That's right. against the law. Now, uh, so these people are in violation. They've been run off, right? Mm-hmm. They well, they'll be ha- back. Have they been arrested? No, not to my knowledge. And what was puzzling to me last night, there were tweets of all these people lining up outside uh, what appeared to be, they were like in shopping centers and stuff like that where they go and organize uh, droves of people, dozens of people, and then they all, you know, march down the street and, of course, cameras are there and all this well, other stuff. Uh, so uh, let me tell you, what happened. you remember what happened on Friday? Was it Thursday or Friday that Jen Psaki at the White House, mm-hmm. she was asked about this by, I think, Peter Ducey. If Peter Ducey from Fox News doesn't ask them a question, uh, the, the White House that's uh, critical or making them defend a position, then almost then nobody else does. It's a shame what the White House press corps has become. They're just lap dogs. Mm-hmm. Well, a uh, lot of them, you know, but, they date or they're married to somebody that works in government. Yeah, like the yeah. But but here's here's the thing. She said, "Do you have her quote? Do we have her quote in response to?" Uh, Peter Ducey's question about going to the Supreme Court justices' homes. And we protest. did a few days ago. I'm not. Okay, I may have I'm going to paraphrase. Well, see if you can pull up her exact quote. Okay. Because she reversed. Uh, she did a 180 since Thursday or Friday. Yesterday she did a 180. Yeah. yeah, she did a 180 because she was asked about this on uh, Thursday or Friday, and she said, "Oh, there's a lot of passion mm. on this issue," and and she said uh, that the. Mm. Federal, do you ever quote? I have it right here. Yeah. All right, well, this is in response. Uh, it was was it Friday, Fred? I think so. Friday. She was asked uh, by what about what, what are your views on going to the homes of Supreme Court yeah. justices to protest the and what did she say? Yeah. So Ducey says, "quote Do you think that progressive activists that are now planning protest outside some of the justices' houses are extreme? Peaceful protest? No. Peaceful. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Pause between mm-hmm. who you're quoting. That was in quote of the question. Now give her response. Yeah. Saki says, peaceful protest? No, peaceful protests are not extreme. Uh, to which Ducey countered, some of these justices have young kids. Their neighbors are not at all public figures. So would the president think about waving off activists who want to go into residential neighborhoods in Virginia and Maryland? Saki says, I think our view here is that peaceful protests, there's a long history in the U.S. in the country of that, and we've certainly encouraged people to keep it peaceful and not resort to any level of violence. But she also said that the White House or the federal government doesn't have an opinion 
on where people protest. That's the quote I'm looking for. Right. She did say. What did she say? Quote quote her exactly. Okay. She says, I don't have an official U.S. government position on where people protest. We want it, of course, to be peaceful. And certainly the president would want people's privacy to be respected. Okay. That is a. She didn't categorically condemn. Correct. Going to Supreme Court justices' homes and protesting. That's the point. Mm -hmm. She was tacitly saying, I don't have a problem with it. Because when you say we don't have a position on this, your position is that you don't care. Right. That's, That's right. your position. So I think she realized over the weekend uh, this is dangerous. And if a Supreme Court justice gets shot, for example, or his home gets vandalized or his sl- towers get slashed or is otherwise physically intimidated, mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in the case of the uh, Wisconsin pro-life group, you have a uh, – well, they call it a cocktail. Molotov cocktail. Thr- thrown at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saki realized uh, by, by not condemning protesting at people's houses that she that something bad could happen and she would be blamed. So well, she so she did a 180 yes. uh, yesterday, right? Well, regardless, what she did on Friday, right. and I just read the was statute. Was shameful. <clears throat> but what she did on Friday, the White House was condoning breaking a federal law. Okay. I, I didn't even know that law. at the time, and she didn't either, evidently. Yeah. This law doesn't say as long as the, the demonstration is peaceful. peaceful. It yeah. doesn't say that. Right. It says if there, you go a, the, there is a So we know now there's a federal law. She yes. was confronted with that yesterday that forbids protest in front of judges' homes. Correct. That's what it says. I just read it. Yeah. Read it. You, it, is, it is, if you folks want to catch, it's U.S. Code 1507. Right. Read it for yourself. And she was asked about that yesterday, and she was by Peter Ducey again. Yeah, and she uh, backtracked. Yeah, what what did she say in response? You do you have any kind of her quote? There? Well, the audio that I have of Saki is uh, talking about a different issue. We have okay. an inflation. Anyway, she reversed course. Yes. Um, but the the main thing is kind of late for that. Mm-hmm. The main thing is what she said Friday was basically. If people want to go to protest uh, in front of Supreme Court justices' homes, uh, I'm going to paraphrase, but this is what came across. We don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't have an opinion on that. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. I just wonder if, what if uh, people came to her house with her <laughs> children walk, playing in the yard and and wanted to protest? But I wonder. I wonder if she. I wonder if she'd say, you know what? We don't. I don't care about that. But this is Democrat playbook. I know. I know. Remember when? Um, uh, Sarah Huckabee, yeah, was a White House spokesman. Yeah, remember she was at a restaurant. Yeah, and they came pouring in. Yeah, these de- these Democrat supporters came pouring into the restaurant. We had Democrats encouraging, get in their faces. Oh, Maxine Waters, the yes. Democrat Congresswoman from California, mm-hmm. saying, you know, you go and confront them. Go get in their faces. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right, you're listening to. to well, and it did happen. Mm-hmm. We remember that the. Uh, Fella who went to the baseball field mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. tried to murder all the Republican congressmen. Yes, right. you remember that? Oh yes. Of course, he was a Steve, Bernie. Steve he was a Bernie Scalise? Sanders supporter. As it was, yes. I'm not blaming Bernie Sanders, but I'm saying he was a, a, a left winger. Mm-hmm. Got a gun, mm-hmm. which I thought left wingers were opposed guns, but this guy <laughs> evidently wasn't, and uh, tried to. He he did seriously injure Steve Scalise, Scalise mm-hmm. from Louisiana. Yes. I uh, tried to murder uh, a lot of re- the Republican congressmen. He did go and confront them yep. physically, yep. like Maxine Waters 
was oh. saying uh, needs to be done. Well, remember the she, language. She, let me just say, Maxine Waters did not go say shoot people. No. But she said go and confront uh, uh, physically, uh, get in their face, I think was her. At uh, the gas station, yeah. restaurants, all yeah. these places. But, you know, when, when Trump was elected, go back to 2016. I mean, look at the reaction in Washington. I mean, the protests on the streets there, the language that was used for some of the Hollywood elites against Trump. Oh, Madonna yeah. said, I want to go burn the White House down. Yes. That was Imagine true. if a conservative, when Biden was installed, said, uh, or inaugurated, and had been on a mall, and some conservative right. had said, I want to go over there and burn the White House down, yeah. or bomb it, or whatever she Johnny said. Depp made a horrible joke. He was speaking somewhere and asked, when is the last time an actor shot a president? And people cheered and laughed. Yeah. And now he's on TV arguing about other things. Well, that's a very sad life right it, there. It really is. Huh? All right, we got uh, one minute left here. Uh, Chris, you got any superhero stories you want to uh, I don't. I don't. Um, let's do this real quick because we did uh, mention um, Saki on inflation. Uh, we've got White House Press Secretary Saki yesterday saying no one could have predicted a rise in inflation and energy prices although people were predicting this a long time ago. Clip four. We know if we look at the recent inflation data, a large, depending on which data you look at, two-thirds to even 70% of inflation data is, is a result of energy prices. A, a large part of that is the result, and, and, and Chairman Powell has spoken to this, and Secretary, um, Secretary Yellen has also spoken to this, as a result of President Putin's invasion of Ukraine and the impact on the global energy markets. Those are all steps and impacts that I don't think anyone could have predicted a year ago. So they, they have no position, which is a position, and they're completely ignoring the fact that people they brought in to advise them on things told them it was going to be bad if they went down this road. Now they want to pretend that didn't happen. Well, let me just tell you something, my friend. I'm going to scroll down the months here on my little calendar. It's November 8th, by the way. I looked it oh, up. Oh, you already know that? November 8th can't come soon enough. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned. Uh, after November 8th, guess what? Hunter Biden's scandals mm-hmm. are, are going to be investigated. Yep. On a serious and that laptop from Hades. Yes. Uh, all that stuff on mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about we're, we're going to find out about Joe Biden's um uh, relationship to his son and how much money he made yes among uh, among many other things we'll be back momentarily the views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the american family association or american family radio